Welcome to Sprouts, Radio from the Grassroots, a weekly program that showcases radio production by independent community media. We bring local stories to a national audience produced at a different location every week. The Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency has been targeting leaders all over the country. Our women have been detained, our men have been detained, our children have been detained. We have toddlers in jail, toddlers in jail right now. I'm Savitri D. with Reverend Billy of the Earth Wants You Radio Hour in New York City. Today on Sprouts, we concentrate on the growing immigration rights movement in New York City, and specifically the story of Ravi Ragbir, an immigration rights activist threatened with deportation. Ravi Ragbir is a resident of New York City. He's lived in this country for 25 years. Um, he is a longtime immigration rights advocate, and he is a co-founder of the New Sanctuary Coalition, uh, who, who have been organizing sanctuary for uh, immigrants of many kinds who are threatened with deportation. On January 11th, hundreds of activists gathered in downtown New York City at Federal Plaza. Ravi Ragbir was going to his regular check-in with Immigration Customs Enforcement. Um, this happens to immigrants all the time. You go in, you check in, they ask you questions, and then you walk away and go back to your life. On January 11th, Ravi was detained. He fainted and was removed from the building in an ambulance. That ambulance was surrounded by activists who were prepared to go to jail and more uh, to stop the ambulance and prevent his deportation. left the building, a group of people surrounded it, including elected officials and uh, faith leaders, including myself and many members of the Stop Shopping Choir. Um, what ensued could be described as a rugby match. Uh, the, the police were quite violent, um, very physical. Uh, they were picking us up and throwing us, throwing us to the ground, putting us in chokeholds. In the end, 18 people were arrested that day, and um, they were only held for a few hours. But it was certainly, um, in my experience here in New York City, one of the roughest protests I've ever participated in. And now we'll go to an interview with Sarah Gazzalo of the New Sanctuary Coalition, recorded just after Ravi Ragbir was detained on January 11th. Sarah. Hello, oh, Sarah. Hi, Welcome, Welcome to the Earth Wants you? you. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's always such a pleasure to speak to you guys. The Earth Wants You, Sarah. Sarah, we always <laughs> ask um, our guests what their favorite place on Earth is, just to describe it for a, a few seconds or a minute or so, your favorite place on mm -hmm. Earth. Right now, my favorite place on Earth is Judson Memorial Church. The office I share with Ravi Ragbir that has become a home to me and where I find all my strength to keep struggling against all odds. 
I would say that's my favorite oh, place right Sarah, now. Oh, Sarah, that's that's so moving. We miss Ravi, and he's so present. Um, he since is, he was yes. since he was uh, detained at his check-in interview at the federal building in downtown New York, mm-hmm. taken by the by the feds. Um, mm-hmm. Can you describe what you know about about what happened on that uh, during the interview? Yeah. Ravi had his um, routine check-in. We had suspicions that he was going to be detained because the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency has been targeting leaders all over the country, including one of the co-founders of the New Sanctuary Coalition, Jean Montreville, who is on his way back to Haiti today. And so we had a feeling that Ravi would be detained during this check-in, but even with this information, Ravi never cowered. Ravi never thought twice about not showing up to his check-in. And he went in and indeed was detained by ICE and was moved immediately to a detention center in Miami, away from his community, away from his family, away from his legal team. And we believe um, they did this because they want to deport him as fast as possible. I understand that he lost consciousness uh, during the interview. Yes, yes. Um, he was told to go to the 10th floor, which is not where usually people check in with ICE. And uh, the officer in charge of his case, apparently I wasn't there, unfortunately, but he was verbally abusive against uh, Ravi. And so at some point, Ravi just said he was about to block out, and he did for a few seconds which is why then he um, was taken out in an ambulance from 26 Federal Plaza. Savitri? Sarah, I know these are hard times um, for Ravi's family and his colleagues, people who are very close to him, Um, but I know Mm -hmm. you're the first to always remind everyone that there are many people um, facing similar action by the feds every single day. So maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about what you're doing. I'm sorry, at the New Sanctuary Coalition for all those other people. Thank you, Savitri. Um, the New Sanctuary Coalition, first, let me say, we unapologetically and publicly stand against all detentions and deportations. Um, we believe no one should be deported. We have several programs people can get involved in. We have an immigration clinic every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. at NYU Law School where we help friends, which is the term we use for our immigrant community with their legal paperwork. Uh, We have an accompaniment program where U.S. citizens are paired up with immigrants who have to go to court or to ICE check-ins by themselves because unfortunately um, they don't have the right to, uh, to an appointed attorney. You only get an attorney if you can pay for one if you're an immigrant. Mm. And so we have community meetings. We have programs that everyone can get involved in. And I would like to say at this point, I believe that if you are not involved in the struggle, you are complicit in the actions of this administration. Earth Yes. Yes. We can't be Um, neutral right now. We cannot. No. We cannot. 
And our website is newsanctuaryNYC.org. You can find all our information there. Get involved. Get involved in your communities. Meet your friends. Meet your uh, immigrant community, and be a create body systems with them. Protect them. Stand shoulder to shoulder with them. They need it. We all need it. Can we talk a little bit about the signals that we have to send as citizens and allies of of friends, as you call them? Um, how we send signals to them, to people in the immigrant community that we are uh, willing to work for them, to help them, to fight for them. Um, I know there's a lot of ways we can do that um, without endangering people. Um, so yeah. what are some so of the ways first, we can send that signal? Honestly, Savitri, at this point, I feel like we need to make the connection person to person mm-hmm. and accompany our friends to meetings, accompany our friends to their hearings, accompany our friends to the doctor. We need to create that person-to-person bond. Mm, amen. Right. I know we're here in New York City um, where these issues are more visible. Um, across mm-hmm. the country, we have a lot of listeners who are in places where immigrants are much more um, concealed, shall we say. I don't know how to yes. describe it. Um, are there just a memorial kinds of centers in other cities? Yeah, there are sanctuary spaces in other cities, and I think people can find them online. Find your, and actually, as an immigrant, you should go to the church where you go to and demand that it becomes a sanctuary mm, space. Mm. Um, but there are other spaces that are already sanctuaries, and their most sanctuary spaces are public. Go to those spaces, um, help get involved with the community, and uh, if you have family or friends, ask them to start a sanctuary space in their um, in their churches, in their houses of worship. Um, we are, I believe, I don't know what else to say, but I, it feels like we're at war. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. need to respond with kindness, with love, and with light to this oppression and this oh. intimidation. And I think that the only way to do that and the only way to do it successfully is by building community. Mm-hmm. Our friends are incredibly courageous. It's not that they're oh. not afraid. They are afraid, but they're also courageous. But they need to know that their backs are protected, that there's a community there that has their back. And once they understand that, they show up. And they show up. They're the first ones to show up. Uh, We have to believe that our hearts are our own, that we are protected by who we are. We're protected by mm-hmm. the love we feel for the people around us. But also the obligation. Exactly. And I want to return to what you said about um, being complicit now if you're not helping in some way. And I yes. think as citizens, you know, um, or even as partial citizens like some of us are with more safety than others, you know, um, we, we all know immigrants in this country. You can't live in this country and not know immigrants. If you don't. We're all immigrants. Right. That, means, that means that you're not looking up. That means that you're not making right. eye contact. Mm. That means you're not paying attention right. to who's around you because this country has so many immigrants. Savitri, let me tell you that uh, Thursday, January 11th, was one of the most devastating days for me when I got that text message on my phone saying uh, he's been detained. And I looked at the hundreds of people walking around 26 Federal Plaza and I thought I have to organize everyone now. And I felt despair, but that 
20 minutes later when I saw you getting pushed by the NYPD, when I saw Reverend Billy screaming, when I saw all of you putting your bodies in front of that ambulance, I immediately regained my strength. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because you gave me the strength that day to not just scramble and fall on the ground, which is what I wanted to do, but to say, all right, what are the next steps? How are we going to get Ravi back? Sarah, Sarah, I I would do the same again today, and I would do it for, you know, so many people. I think we... We um, all have to discover in ourselves, you know, where the struggle is, where it takes place physically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's yeah. hard in the in the current situation. Can I ask you where Ravi yeah. is right now? Um, is he in so Miami? Ravi is being held at the Chrome Detention Center in Miami. There is a hearing today and his legal team is trying to convince the judge that he orders that he is sent back to New York where his family and community are. I will know if that is successful tonight. I don't, I'm not actually sure of the time, but I will definitely let you guys know. And so the first step is to bring Ravi back to New York and then get him out of detention. We pray for Ravi's return. We, we extend our love to Amy and his, his family, his friends, his loved ones. Um, Ravi, if somehow this reaches you, uh, Sarah and Savitri and Billy talking here, we love you. Thank you for your strength. We're with you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Amen. You're listening to Sprouts, radio from the grassroots, a weekly program bringing you local radio productions of national interest. If you're just joining us... We're concentrating today on the immigration rights movement in New York City and the story of Ravi Ragbir, an immigration rights activist threatened with deportation. Ravi Ragbir's legal team uh, worked very hard to bring him back up to New York State and to the city where his family is. Um, They did that by filing a number of petitions, a habeas corpus, which requires that he be here in person. So he was returned to New York State. On the 29th of January, uh, Judge Catherine Forrest uh, made a decision that released him from detention, though he had been detained at this point for almost three weeks. Um, He was released to his family on the 29th of January. The day that Ravi was ordered released by Catherine Forrest, it took many, many hours for him to actually be released. And when he finally did return to his community at Judson Church, it was very emotional and very moving for many people. And I think particularly for Ravi, who at that point had been detained for weeks and was obviously exhausted and stressed, but it was amazing to witness. This is a surprise. First time I've ever had a surprise party like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, it's been a wild, wild ride. Um, Thursday was, was crazy. This has been a long, long uh, two weeks. It feels like months. Yeah. Um, moving, moving, and 
being transferred all over. They were shackling me. <laughs> shackling me with my foot and my hands, and they're shackling me, and I'm saying, you know you're releasing me, right? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I, I will say that I've never knew what it meant to have people with me. Until, um, until January 11th. And you, know, you all stayed with me. You all were there. You all made it the issue. And the, the, the power of, of the community was felt, not only in New York, but countrywide and internationally. And what we have to do is uh, just don't, this, this is not a moment for us to, to celebrate. Um, yes, I am happy to be out. But as you know, there's many people who are not, and uh, we have to change this. Um, I have one bit of bad news. I'm sorry. This is why I, I wasn't so happy. <laughs> they told me to come back on February 10th to be deported. So I have to, to report to Immigration and Customs Enforcement Saturday, February 10th, uh, for deportation, for removal. They served me the papers, so I have that in front of me. Um, and yeah, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen on February 10th. I do know that with everyone here with me, um, all things are possible. And we are going to change. This is the moment for change, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have seen the violence. This is the first step and, and you know, the, the power of the new sanctuary is not the violence that, that, is, that they expect, but the, the love that we create. And that's what they're afraid of mostly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're afraid that this tidal wave of love that is coming from everyone will suck them in. So this is, this is what they're afraid of. This is what they're at war with. They're at war with the love that you, that you move, mm -hmm. the movement. And in the 60s, it was a love movement. Mm -hmm. Now it's a sanctuary movement. From the time Ravi was detained on January 11th, a, a movement built around his case specifically and, and around the, the problem of detention and de deportation more generally. Um, this is a growing movement in New York City because it is an escalating problem in New York City, which is supposedly a sanctuary city. What we are finding is that it is not a sanctuary city and that immigrants are not safe here. Ravi's case is like a lodestone for that situation. Um, and we see in it the capacity for movement building that this city has on this issue. So while he was detained, there were meetings almost every day. Hundreds and hundreds of people became involved in the movement. Um, and when he was released, there was a joyous celebration at Judson Church, but the celebration only lasted a few minutes because, of course, we turned to the problem of the almost a million people living in New York City without legal documents. Judge Forrest's decision demanded that Ravi report for another check-in 10 days later. And in those 10 days, a lot of organizing happened, a lot of movement building. Uh, members of the Stop Shopping Choir uh, occupied a globe at Columbus Circle. There were banner drops, there were arrests, um, and there were community meetings going on all along. Here's a clip from the Earth Wants You radio show. We have three women inside the silver globe 
owned by Donald Trump that hovers over Columbus Circle. We have Ravi Ragbir, our friend, who is facing deportation this week. Ravi, <laughs> Ravi, we're singing for you. We're with you. We'll keep you from being deported. Amen, praise be. Just a week ago, myself and uh, Monica Hunkin and Dragonfly um, went into the globe at Columbus Circle, which is, uh, for those of you who don't know what it looks like. It's, it's an a, enormous p- silver planet. It's the Earth with uh, all the, the continents Earth. sort of in flat metal and a kind of jungle gym-like. Radius of 70 feet. It's enormous, and it hovers over one of the busiest intersections in the city. And also one of the biggest uh, subway stops in the city, Columbus 59th Circle. 59th Street, amen. So we climbed up in there and we unleashed a banner. It said, "Love no borders, stop the deportations." And we and occupied that globe for about. This. We were up there for about I don't know eighty minutes. A hundred cops showed up and we were arrested. One cop per minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing I was most aware of up there was just the the strength of this city and the just incredible love of immigrants in New York City and in fact the very identity of New York City is is based on immigration is is immigrantness that's what we are here and um, to look down from that globe and see make eye contact with so many people who were affirming that mm. for me I, I know that about New York but I really it was profound in that situation and all the way to the paddy wagon eye contact with people African people South American people European people you know, regular old American people, whatever that yes, means. Yes, your husband. Yeah, yeah. but all of us, there. It, it, there was so much solidarity. And I've been protesting for years. I've been on the street probably more than a thousand times. And I have to say, I, I've never felt so much support from passersby and mm. pedestrians than I did um, last week. And I, I do think it's important in New York City right now. And I've been saying this for months on, on this show, but uh, the citizens, U.S. citizens, it's we have to step up now. Um, we have a lot of work to do. Our citizenship is a privilege. We're just born with it, and we can really use it to help people right now. And we are at that moment, I'm afraid, at that time has come, uh, that we have to stand by. Manifest our, our citizenship, our love. Yes, and stand by the more vulnerable people among us and support them and really show our electeds who are vulnerable at the moment because uh, there's a a number of bills in in the city council that would support immigration and make New York more of a sanctuary city, not just in name, but in fact, like the NYPD refusing to work with ICE, not supporting the work of ICE, not providing cover, not providing cop cars, not blocking off streets, none of that, no surveillance. Like, ICE, you're on your own. And we've got to dedicate ourselves to crossing borders. No nation, no deportation. That's That's a chant that we entered into yesterday which the sanctity of the nation has been so violated by Trump and and his like that 
we're actually calling into question what is the nation. It can't be just the defense of, of some imagined racial purity or business economic purity uh, to the exclusion of people who are helpless. There needs to be a flow of all life across ecosystems. We're radical that way. Amen. We're radical that way. We feared that on February 10th, Ravi would once again be detained and then truly deported. And we thought he might have to show up with a suitcase and, and leave forever. Um, however, on February 9th, his legal team filed a lawsuit alleging First Amendment violations, um, that, that our activists were being targeted uh, for speaking out, and that they were being punished with detention and deportation. And that lawsuit gave Ravi more time in the United States. And so a, a planned protest and civil disobedience on February 10th turned into a rally at Foley Square. He did come to Foley Square that day, but he came for a different reason. He came to build a movement. There were hundreds and hundreds of people there, elected officials, faith leaders, activists, regular citizens, immigrants, all kinds of people were there that day because because they care about this issue. And Ravi stood in front of us and what it felt like to us was a, was a, a sea change. You can't deport a movement was the theme of the rally. You can't deport a movement. And Ravi has always been very clear on this issue. It's not about Ravi. It's about all of us. It's about all the people. And it's about the very identity of this city and this country. I am here with you. I am part of the Light Brigade. We will get through the darkness together. The crime of deportation, the crime of splitting children away from their parents is a disgrace and a stain on the progress that we have made in this nation. So don't forget. This Saturday at this rally, we felt the connection of immigration rights and civil rights. We felt that we, we felt the, the, the integration of civil rights, immigration rights, and environmental rights. The, the sexism, the racism, the, it's, it all comes into play. And we all end up in this, on the face of this earth together, all the ethnicities, all the ages, all the genders. And, and we have one thing in common, and that is we want to survive and flourish. We wish the best for our children. Doing that together, all these issues come together and we become more powerful. Here is the written decision of Catherine Forrest, district judge in the Southern District of New York. There is and ought to be in this great country the freedom to say goodbye. That is the freedom to hug one's spouse and children, the freedom to organize the myriad of human affairs that collect over time. It ought not to be, and it has never before been, that those who have lived without incident in this country for years are subjected to treatment we associate with regimes we revile as unjust, regimes where those who have long lived in a country may be taken without notice from streets, home, and work, and sent away. We are not that country, and woe be the day that we become that country under a fiction that laws allow it. Ravi's situation remains tenuous. We don't know what will happen in a month's time. We don't know how long Ravi will stay in the United States, but we do know that his case and his story have ignited a movement. 
against deportation and detention. And that there are hundreds and hundreds of people engaged with this issue right now who are working every day to stop the deportations. That's it for Sprouts. You've been listening to The Earth Wants You. Our contributors this week include Killian Sunderman, Sarah Gazzalo, Ravi Ragbir, the New Sanctuary Coalition, the Stop Shopping Choir, and many activists on the streets of New York City. Sprouts is a weekly program produced in collaboration with community radio stations and independent producers across the country. The program is coordinated and distributed by Pacifica Radio, thanks to Michael Yoshida at Satellite Operations. If you or someone at your station has a radio production that you wish to rebroadcast on Sprouts to showcase it nationally, contact our air traffic controller, Ursula Roydenberg, at U-R-S-U-L-A at Pacifica.com. This week, you are listening to The Earth Wants You, produced by Killian Sunderman, a project of the Church of Stop Shopping, readily available on any electronic gadget. I'm Savitri D. in New York City. Thank you for listening, and see you next week on Sprouts. (laughs) 